cliffcentral.com Good morning everybody and happy Freedom Day. My name is Rory Shabalala and this is Cliff Central. Um just so you know in case you aren't aware Cliff Central has been nationalized. Um <laughs> these are the fruits of freedom after all and this is what we are celebrating. Um so I am now Gareth Cliff. Um and as you will hear in studio we've got an all black team. Yeah. Um I will, however, tell you that we decided to keep some parts of the station the same. Uh, we have maintained, we have retained adult supervision in the name of Damon. Is Damon there? Uh, Damon is still moping because, uh, yeah, because, because Gareth is not here, but that, that's okay. Anyway, my name is Rory and I'm here with Jack Mutlante. Jack, say hi. Hi. Jack, is that all? You said say hi, so I just <laughs> said hi. How are you feeling this Freedom Day, Jack? Um, you know what, Freedom Day. To be honest, this year started off a little bit bumpy. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm I'm not used to being up this early in the morning. Mm. It's, it's, it's the day after the, the the weekend before, is it? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was I was at a wedding. Mm. This morning, mm, you want to you want to elaborate this morning? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say last night because yeah. it was this morning. Like we left this morning. I think we left at about half three. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I can't be sure exactly what the time was. Uh, I was not exactly sober, so <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's it's a very interesting scenario Jack has because uh, if you if you visit the studio and you get into parking, you will find a car. That is full of young black men sleeping. Sleeping amongst all, there, all there's of them. A black, yeah. There's a black woman in there. There's somewhere. a black woman somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, if so, you look hard enough, you'll find a black woman <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. That's Freedom Day for you. That is how the youth of this country <laughs> are starting off their Freedom Day. I feel like you're blaming me. No, no, no. I'm really? not blaming you. No, am I judging you, my friend? To each his own. To each his own. Yeah. However, uh, today we've got a very, very cool show lined up uh we yeah. we really just want to it, it's a bit heavy as 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 freedom day always is uh you, you you have to reflect you can't speak about freedom without speaking about why you know what are you free from so yeah. we will be going back we will be discussing some of these issues we will also be um trying to find out you know we we, we felt that you know every others every other radio station or let's say every radio station is going to have some boring politician on there, maybe an analyst, maybe you know it. It will have all of these different things, um, but what it won't have is it, it. It generally doesn't have the thoughts and the views of ordinary South Africans that actually have to make this freedom thing work. So today we said we're going to take an unspin, unfluffy, unpolitician. Uh, view on Freedom Day and just speak to ordinary South Africans, young South Africans at that, who uh, are trying to make sense of this freedom and trying to actually live together and share in the shade of the tree of freedom, as one of our recent guests said. 
Um, we, Share in the sh- shade. In the shade of the tree, tree of, of freedom. freedom. Okay. This this is a man called. Uh, was it Mzake Mbuli? It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds no, like no, Mzake no. It was it was actually Seth Mazibuko. Seth Mazibuko. Oh yes. Was one yes. of the it was one of if not the youngest uh, political prisoner on Roman Island. Uh, I remember it was on the Konza show. It was on the Konza show. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know I, I heard him speak before, and he said these are the words that he said in a very Mzake Mbuli kind of style. He said. Said, um, you know, young people, we watered the tree of freedom with our blood. Mm. You no longer have to water that tree with your blood. Water it instead with your sweat. Your sweat. Your sweat. Your sweat. Hard work. <laughs> hard labor. Hard labor. Hard labor. I said, you know, don't don't bring your blood into it. Uh, we we did enough of that. We we, we watered it. With our blood, now it's time for you to water it with your sweat. So, what that implies is that freedom is hard work. It's not just going to grow. It's yeah. it's, it's we're gonna have to really uh, pull up our sleeves and get to it. Um, today on the show, we've got a uh, uh, good friend uh, Komozo Ntuli. Uh, I don't call him that, but um, we won't. We won't. Uh, Komozo, would you would you like us to? <laughs> should we share with with? Wonderful South Africans, it's Freedom Day. Let's be free. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I think let's keep it to freedom. I think let's keep it to freedom. Let's and give it the to other freedom. stuff we'll talk about it some other time. You see, he's got, he's got one of those deep uh, African revolutionary <laughs> yeah. accents. Uh, so, so th- and that's exactly why I, I wanted him here today because I wanted to get a view. Kumoto, you spend a lot of time in the new towns of this world. You spend a lot of time with uh, what we call African brothers. Uh, you spend, you just came back from Mozambique as well. Just, just tell us a little bit. What, what were you doing? Who sent you? Did, did any South African send you to to Mozambique. What were you gonna do there? <laughs> Did any South African send me to Mozambique? Well, it's it's to 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 say who sent me there is one does quite a bit of work there and there. So essentially, I'm with a team called 350.org. It's a story for another day, but um, safe to say that uh, it was good to be in Mozambique. Um, brothers are quite brothers and sisters are quite humbled. Um, actually one of the most humbling moments whilst one was there was to hear a band playing and whilst they were playing, they actually played the South African, um, national anthem wow. in the, in the face of all of this. Wow. Um, it, it just makes you think as to what does all of these things mean for people. So, so you, you, you're part of 350.org. They do climate change, don't they? Yeah, yeah. My goodness. Uh, where, where, Jack? I don't know, man. You, <laughs> you grew up in revolutionary, in the shadows of revolutionaries. Were, were they discussing climate? Does the Freedom Charter have climate change in it? Look, I, I will not lie. Uh, I'm not even going to try and make this up. There was no such. <laughs> no such. So, <laughs> there was no such. So these are the fruits of freedom. This this tree is producing fruits. We've got we've got revolutionaries involved in in climate change. Yeah, st- uh, you know, uh, t- explaining to you, Hore, uh, you need to drive a better car. Get a what? What do they call those yeah. cars? Prius. Prius. Yes. Get a Prius. Get a hybrid instead of just driving your gas guzzling car all over the place. My goodness, this is these it, are the fruits of freedom, man. Yeah, <coughs> I, I, I must admit this fruit doesn't taste that nice though. As far as gas guzzlers are concerned, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because uh, I've I've driven a Prius before, it's not that much fun. Yeah. 
So tell us, tell us a little bit more, Komoto. So apart from your 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 goings on in climate change, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do on a daily basis? I know you've never had a ninety-five. You were useless at the last ninety-five. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time with you at it. But uh, <laughs> just just tell um, us then, uh, since you're not doing ninety-five wow. now, you're doing things called bush dialogues and so on. Yeah. Who are you? Why do you spend so much time in Newtown with uh, all sorts of shady characters? <laughs> well, I, Rusang, I think uh, that's always been the most difficult question to answer. Um, but I think Komoso is essentially a South African that's concerned about one or two things. Um, also celebrating a number of things about our country. Um, it's, it's a much better country. Um, I haven't really lived back in those days when people were saying all sorts of things. But from the bit that I've read... Um, and the people that I've engaged with, um, on this and that, I'm using the word engaged, sound like a politician. I'm trying not to sound like a politician. Please save us. But, um, <laughs> from the bit that one has spoken about with people, um, you get to realize that as a South African, you're living in a much better place. Um, and, um, for me, it's to say, how far can we take this forward? You know, you guys are mentioning, um, Seth's Mazibugo. Um, when he's talking about, um, the tree that will, um, bear something. And I'm, I'm reminded of, um, Solomon Matlangu mm-hmm. when he said, my blood will nourish the tree that will bear the fruits of freedom. Um, and I think that's the question that we're trying to answer here, or that's the question we're trying to talk about as to what do we mean about this freedom? Um, what is this freedom? Whose freedom? What's happening? Yeah. Um, there's, there, there has been quite a bit of change. There has been a lot of things that are much better, but there's also been a few things that have not changed much. So my interests stem much from that issue as to, um, is this where we should be? Is this where the average South African should be? And yeah, you, that, you're, 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 theor- you're theorizing. Uh, I asked you who are you and what do you do, and you start telling me about trees of freedom and so on. Uh, do, do you have a problem answering just a simple question in a very simple way? Is that or is that not what uh, what what your sword do? Well, um, Jack. I think uh, it's <laughs> Look, interesting to just out, share this. Yeah. You know, Rorusang, let's, let's actually leave him out of the conversation. I don't think he likes you too much. He, <laughs> no, he just doesn't. called you useless. So, so I, I don't think you're useless at all. I think you've got a couple of things that you need to get off your chest. Yeah. And this is the time to do it. Here yeah. we go. No, I mean, um, I think Rorusang essentially is trying to be technical about it to say, this is the question I'm asking you. This is the answer. Yeah, uh, you know? I th- he was looking for a specific answer, yeah. and you you shouldn't do that, Rory. Let's give the man a chance. I think let's take it on his terms also. Um, but he mentioned Bush Dialogues, um, and Bush Dialogues is a platform that has been quite dear to me. Yeah, um, it's a platform that um, I came up with a while back, around 2012, and. Simply put, I was essentially looking at how we engage as young South Africans um, about issues. And first of all, there's quite a bit of apathy. Um, and when we do engage, there's just extremes. There's, yeah. I, there's those who feel like, yeah, everything is good, Rainbow Nation and everything. And then there's those who are like, ah, nothing is happening. So one was trying to find out as to what's the middle ground on this whole thing. Um, yeah. Is there a place for young South Africans to engage on on on, on issues? And I was like, okay. Push dialogues. Um, let's say one found themselves in a place where there wasn't 
um, set rules, signs and everything and feel like you're in a bush and you have the capacity or the place to put new rules or whatever it is that, that, you, that you choose to call it. Yeah. And that was the concept of the bush. It's not always as easy to put it across, but that, that that's the concept. Um, and we've had a number of issues. We've spoken about how this constitutional democracy of ours works, um, how religious differences... I mean, one of the things that pops to my mind is the fact that we have a president... Mm-hmm. That has a number of wives Yes And um, a lot of people will question that And my premise has always been that But it's in your constitution You know This mm. guy can do this Mr. President can have as many wives Because he's umzulu um, And it's part of his culture It's part of his tradition And they, they do that You know So there's nothing wrong with it But our country has questioned that In a lot of cases So when people critique our president um, They'll be like Mr. President why do you have so many wives? Doesn't that um, trample on the rights of women and and few things like those? I, so yeah, I hear let, you. Let, I hear you. let me. You, you mentioned this democracy thing, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> there, there's a thought. There is a thought. I won't say it's my thought, but there's a thought yeah. that democracy is actually just messed us up. Do you think democracy? Was a good idea. I mean, uh, there are people who've spoken about benevolent dictators. I mean, think about it. Just let's just think about totally. it. So you, you you run an organization, Jack. Uh, uh, you, you also you've been involved in organizations. We've been raised in families. Was there democracy when you were growing up in your household, uh, Jack? <laughs> did did, did in, in, your dad get in, everybody's view, then uh, no. get a vote on it, and then say no. this is the way we're going? Is that any way to raise a family? Jack? Here's here's what I'm saying though. Look, um, in my family. Uh, my father tried to establish a dictatorship, but, but my grandmother said no. <laughs> so, so she, she, no, she was, she was the ultimate dictator. That's the thing. She <laughs> was the ultimate dictator yeah. in enforcing some form of democracy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I was not raised that way. Um, I grew up with my, my gran as the, the ultimate, like she was the higher power. Right. In the, in the family. Right. Like, if you wanted to veto anything my dad said, <laughs> mm. you had to go straight to my Right grand. to her. Exactly. Yeah. But is that not, is that not what we should be doing in South Africa? Should we maybe not have like a, a king who vetoes everything that the president does? How would that have helped us with, with, with Gupta Gate? You know, just to have a king that we can go to and say, talk to your guy. Talk hey. to your guy. That, that's what, that's what England has. Or has democracy <laughs> messed us up? Um, well, let's just talk about the king issue first of all. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I I couldn't keep it in. Komozo, I'm sorry. Having a king in this yeah. country, what if he likes Jacob? What just what if we've he got, likes? We've got a Jacob king in this country that likes Jacob. You saw what happened, and, and you saw what happened. You saw what happened. <laughs> I was at a Zulu wedding yesterday. I was scared for my life. Oh my goodness. Let's I, I not, thought they were going to ask. Jack. I thought, I'm serious. I thought they were going to ask me what my elbow is in Zulu. And I was like, uh, itolo <laughs> elingani. <laughs> uh, um, you know. And, 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 and let's, let's, uh, my, my friend, I love you, man. I love you. But I, they, I could see, I could see an argument about, hey, Lomfana, man, man. Upuma gupi. Ndoda wazala. Are you, are you, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where, where are you from exactly? Are you? Is Tagazelo Sagin's team? Fifteen, you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 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 so yeah. I, was, I'm glad you're here. I'm really, I, I'm, I, man. Man, I, I made it out with you know just the skin on my nose, man. Oh, it was man. it was a close call, but you know that the, for me the idea of a king does not work. Yeah, yeah. you know if 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 we were to have a a 
looking at South Africa, now, I feel as if almost, well, not all, but a lot of the people that were elected to be in power, a lot of them have misused that power. Yeah. I think democracy in this country would have worked if the implementation of the laws was, was done as, 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 as well as taken as seriously as it should have been. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, that's just my personal view. I don't know. Do you agree, Komato? I mean, what you're saying makes absolute sense, Jack. Um, it's a, I think it's a perennial argument around, um, the laws and the implementation. Yeah. You know? So the question, I mean, it's, it's simply put, it's quite easy to put down a number of laws. Um, there's people who will talk about the fact that our constitution is taken from whichever place in the world, um, and this and that. Um, and the point is that it's quite, it's not as difficult a job. You can get a few great minds to, Put that down And this is the constitution Then the implementation Is the actual issue So When we say that There's good laws But the implementation Is the issue I start wondering Like Do we have the laws And then A separate issue That's being implementation Komoto You you again You're theorizing So just (laughs) uh, Just just help me here man Yeah Was democracy a good idea? Was it too soon? Did we not need A a period of just uh, Stabilizing Somebody with a 20 year vision Who drove us to this point And then said alright Okay Now I'm at Now you guys are stable Now I can sort of start To give you democracy Because You know You don't raise a family With all these multitude of ideas (laughs) And so on Imagine Imagine where we'd all be If if, if our dads all all Had to I mean my dad would have been Outvoted so many times Yeah Was it a good idea? Um, democracy is an important issue. Um, so you, you talk about benevolent dictatorship. And, um, so the question is, um, who runs the show with that? You have a guy that you trust so much and you believe will take our country somewhere. And you give him this 20 years to prove himself. You're not sure whether he's going to do that or not. So for me, I don't think that democracy anywhere in the world is the best idea. I don't necessarily think that. Um, but I know that of the lot, democracy is the least uh, crazy <laughs> concept around uh, <laughs> governance. Um, is that the way to put it, Jack? Uh, least, least crazy, crazy. concept? <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's, it's a very good concept. Um that allows you to say that whatever we're doing as government is the views of the people in inverted commas. Um, you know how we go around with the people. Yeah. But essentially you need to, I mean, when you govern as a, as a, as a leader or as a government, you are doing what people want you to do. Um, you can be that leader that is Rusang, who is a dictator, as he's mentioning about what he's going to do in his house. Um, uh, mine's going gonna... to be a dictatorship. I, I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> Yours is going to be a dictatorship. There, there's not going to be a five-year-old determining what supper is going to be. You can imagine what we're going to eat for supper. Yeah. But it's seldom that, that, that crazy. What you have is you say that people can vote when they are a particular age. Um, and the premise with that is that you, um, you give them 
some time to grow and understand one or two things. And what you're saying is at the age, what kind of what, what age do we vote again? 18. 18. And you're mm-hmm. saying that at 18, that's where a person, and, um, they can decide on this and that. This is good. This is bad. Um, and so, so that happens at, at, at that age. It doesn't always happen at that age. It doesn't even happen at my age, um, or Sang's age. 40 or something oh. <laughs> Rory, Rory is a fossil Don't worry Let's, let's leave yeah, his age right, Out yeah. of this I, I haven't seen this guy In a while And I just saw him And I was like Wow, wow. This guy's old man You yeah. know I, I, Like I, the first time I met Rory I was like You know what You age gracefully <laughs> You are a really Old young man I really I really I, I can't uh, I, I'm not even going To justify that With uh, with a response Come on Um we start today off the premise that apartheid was wrong. Right? Yeah, so, so, definitely. So, so, so we begin the day apartheid was wrong. It did a piece of work on the, on black people. It did piece of work on their minds, on their bodies, and 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 even even just on their entire psychology. But we also take it off the premise that apartheid did a lot of work on white people. Right? It it, it really it, it shaped their minds in a way that is perhaps not helpful. Um, moving forward. Now, if you go to the union buildings today, you'll see a lot of uh, black people on those lawns celebrating what is supposedly Freedom Day. Yeah. A lot of them have been bust in and they, and they are the poor that everybody speaks about and says they're unhappy, unhappy, but they're there. They're celebrating Freedom Day. Yeah. Those who live in air conditioned homes and so on are not on the lawns of the union buildings. White people yeah. are not on the lawns of, of the union buildings. Whose Freedom Day is this exactly? Who I, I'm I'm a little confused. Who's who's celebrating freedom exactly? It's, I think that's I think that's a, that's probably the most trickiest question we'll answer on on on, on this show. Um, and again, thanks thanks very much for inviting me to the show. Um, it's quite humbling to just engage Jeez, with the future. Like, after after yeah, twenty eight like, minutes, like twenty eight yeah. minutes, you want to twenty minutes, twenty eight minutes. You guys going, made this Comedy Central, <laughs> and then I joined the show and hey, keep keep it going. Don't thank us. Just keep it going. Let's go. Yeah. But whose freedom is it? Um, there's the idea of bond freeze. I think we can we can. Can we use that as as like a route to towards answering the question? Yeah, well, Jack is a born free. Ask him. Uh, uh, excuse you. No, I am not. <laughs> oh, okay, and, and I'm forty. I'm sorry. I I watched Bob TV. <laughs> I am not a born free. <laughs> Thank you. I was alive when TV came to an end. You you're remember disturbing. that? You're disturbing Komoto. Can okay, Komoto I'm sorry. Just finish his thought. No, but you couldn't call me a born free and get away. With <laughs> yeah. it. I'm not a born free. Okay. okay. Well, I, I think. The question um whose freedom um it's let's say democratic south africa so there's a good idea of democratic south africa and there's a question about what you mean when you say freedom um the freedom to vote um the freedom to be who you are I mean, on in, in writing, we have some good laws. I mean, that one we have to agree on. We've got some good laws that allow us equality before the law. Um, we can't miss the fact that black people are now looked at. Whether it happens in reality for a lot of black people, it's 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 a bit secondary for now. But you have those ideas that um, black people are equal. Um, there's no longer that idea that um, white people are superior, which was 
very much entrenched. Um, a lot of white people still believe um, this, this whole idea. Um, I meet a lot of good people, both black, white, women, and all um, all sorts. Um, and they, th- there's respect for, for human beings. So I think that speaks to freedom. So you are free to be who you are. Um, but if we're talking about freedom stemming from economic uh from an economic point of view not as many um people are as free as we would like to be i actually feel like a, a large part of this country was shortchanged as far as freedom is concerned i mean let, let's be honest yeah. at at this point in time um the people that are celebrating freedom day yeah. as rory said um the a, a lot of black people do not have the actual freedom that they were promised yeah. in the beginning because when you think about it if if you are if you are told that you are free and you can do as you please whenever you please yeah. um and you don't have the money to do so yeah, definitely. It, 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 i think it it's it's somewhat less it's a lesser freedom yeah. than yeah. you know what was there before but but it still goes to the question jack um most of the people that are on the lawns, yeah. the union buildings, are, are the people you say have been shortchanged. They're out there celebrating. So I'm still asking, what are they out there celebrating? Me and you and all of our friends are all sleeping. They, don't, they couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I'm they not couldn't. sleeping. I'm here. Uh, well, well, well you're, you're here. You're here. But, uh, but you would be sleeping, right? Or drinking or whatever else. But the, the people who have, so, who have been shortchanged are, are out on the lawns celebrating. What are they celebrating? Um, are we, so the, I mean, I was recently at a, a, a picket at the Department of Agriculture and it's talked, it was about a, a policy that's being put across and, um, there wasn't adequate, um, public participation. Um, as we were at the picket, um, there was music, obviously. There's yeah. always been music where black people gather and will <laughs> dance, whether we are here about struggle or what, we'll just dance. So when you go, when you, when you go, Jack is laughing. When, when you go to, um, those places, there'll be a t-shirt, um, there'll be some food, um, and people will dance. One part of it is that we're celebrating our mother, that is the ANC. Um, unfortunate as it is to see a few things that are not going as, as, as uh, well as they should with the ANC, but we still celebrate. When people are called together, um, it will be a celebration. So it's an opportunity. It's a holiday. Um, I don't think that in totality, in in its fullest sense, um, people are going there for free food for, and to dance. No, yeah. <laughs> not really, yeah. you know. Um, but I, 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 I don't think that our people, um, feel that this is as free as we should have been. I think freedom for me is to look at what the well-off person in this country eats, what the well-off person in this country travels through. Um, you, you, if some people have got the most convenient means of, of, of travel and some people have got the worst, yeah. you know, you, you know how Metro Rail goes, um, Gailo and all of that stuff. People will take a long time to get where they want to, to, to get. Um, eventually they'll get to union buildings and then they'll have that enjoyable moment. So I, I, I really, really don't think that it's as, it's as free as it is. People that are go union buildings. Uh, there's a lot of us who are there to have a good time. It's a holiday. 
Let's have a good moment. Yeah. A lot of young people who are going to be drinking, who are going to be doing all sorts of nice things, it's a holiday. Is it about the actual freedom? A bit of a question. Th- that raises a question for me, um, Komotso, on whether, you know, the United States has become very good at commercializing these holidays. Yeah. And, and as a result, their spirit lives on. Mm. Should we, do you think we should be seeing a commercialization of Freedom Day, getting all the retailers to get excited about it? Will that get people in the spirit? Because in, yes, it might then, they, they're just out to make money, but they still in, they use the messages of that time. If you look at, if you look at, uh, at Thanksgiving, for example, in mm. the United States, they yeah. use the Thanksgiving theme to sell but but everybody remembers oh it's a time to give thanks and so on mm, should mm. should we be seeing uh the retailers getting in on this and and commercializing it do you think then we'll we'll get to really get it not necessarily um i don't think that we'll necessarily get it from there um i do however think that there has to be a conscientization um, process. It doesn't does that sound like a crazy word? A big word? It, it, it's a very big word. I'm, I, I'm actually waiting for you to elaborate <laughs> no, so look, I can I, catch up. I, 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 I gave up. I gave up when, when this guy started speaking in Venek. I was like, oh, it's Freedom Day, so oh, clearly, yeah, uh, clearly we're now a multilingual station. Yeah. There we go. Look out for the look out for the subtitles in the podcast. Do we only speak one language in the station? No, no, no. I was like, oh, express wow. yourself. Yeah. You are here to express yourself. All I'm saying is, please elaborate, so but, I but I don't feel as stupid as I do right Jack, now. Jackie said, "Gailo." For first, let's let's elaborate, <laughs> let's elaborate on Gailo first, and then. Uh, Rusang is from Pretoria. Yeah. That, they coined that term. They did. <laughs> they did. Okay, for for all of our uh, uh, not so Pretoria listeners, uh, Gailo is a tray. Yes. Yeah. Metro Ray, <laughs> aka Gailo. Not Gailo yes. Train. Not Gailo Train. Gailo Train will never be called Gailo. No, never. Uh-uh. <laughs> because a lot of us won't get on it. You'll but be chucked out of it. Yeah. yeah. You don't call it a Gailo. <laughs> we are talking about Metro Ray here. Wait, wait. You guys, you guys are sidetracking. It's this yes. guy, this guy, this guy. So. For me, this whole concept of freedom is is a little bit is a little bit problematic, yeah. um, and I think it touches on what you said earlier. Um, we've got political freedom, but we seem to confuse the right to vote with 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 economic freedom and yeah. the right to determine your own destiny. Um, how 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 do we how do we move forward in this? So we've we've spoken about this, and you've you've kept it very theoretical, but on a practical level. You know, how do, how do we start to, you know, we have to find a way of taking the freedom that we has been handed over to us by the past generation and actually doing something positive with it. Yeah. How do we do that? I know that you've got, you've got a, a particular pet peeve with white liberals and so on. Yeah. Uh, how do we, you know, tell us a little bit about that pet peeve, but then how do we build uh, something more with them? They're part of this country. Um, so how do we, how do we all work together to build um, or, or take the freedom forward? I think I, I like the, the last part of, of um, what, what you're saying. How do we work together? Um, and we've, we've, we've taken that as a secondary idea that we need to work, work together. It's, I mean, Jack, you mentioned on this um, earlier on that for a lot of people, it's there's been freedom, but they haven't really seen it. Yeah. You know, they haven't had a piece of that peace process that we started long ago. Um, so essentially what you have is a lot of people feel that whole thing, but a lot of people just don't um, feel it. For me, 
I am a still a young person, quite very young. Um, and I've I've went through school and this and that. Um, simply put, if I was white right now, I'd be doing much better than um, a whole lot of young black people who are where I am right now. Yeah. And the reason for that is not some obscure concept or abstract thing. It's very practical. There are structural issues that still remain. You have a lot of black people that live very far from where they uh, work. um, That live very far from where they go to school. That go to school um, and have debt when they um, get to work. You know? It's, these are just two of the things that we need to think about when we say that people are free. Um, I'm, I'm well aware that you mentioned that this is becoming a bit theoretical, but the point I'm trying to bring across is that it's not as simple a concept as um, what uh, we've been led to believe. It's really, really not. When you say that people are free, we need to see the larger majority of this country living okay lives, at the least. Um, you... you the fact that we are still a taxi nation is problematic for me. The fact that you still have a lot of black people getting up close to two hours before going to work, mm-hmm. uh, b- b- before getting to work, that is, and then they eventually get to work. They spend so much money. That money that they spend on transport takes a chunk of, of, of their disposable income. Um, and then, well, they are working. They are free to walk the streets of Johannesburg. They are no longer chased to the paving uh, or um, this is the road that you can walk on, this you can walk on. No, none of that. Um, but essentially, the critique of um, freedom has been around, do you have the right to do this? Do you not have the right to do this? My premise is... The issue is money. The issue is money. It's not some right to do this and that. It's the question of, are people able to do that which an average South African should be able to do? So, Komoto, there's a finite amount, there's a finite amount of money yeah. um, and resource within this country. Yes. Um, so how do we, how do we fix that? Very quickly, do we, do we take, should we take away from the rich and give to the poor? Like literally, should we, should we raid the bank accounts? Should we just take the land? You know, or how, how do you see us fixing that problem? I think the privileged, those who are privileged um, from back then, should play an essential role um, in helping those who have not been there. I'll put this as a simple idea. The question is, what is the role of a person who lives in Santon and works in Rivonia or wherever? Um, when they look at a person who lives in Alex... Um, and they, there's just massive, um, poverty in, in, in that place. Yeah, I was there on Saturday. It's bad. Yeah, man. So I think we need to contribute. Um, we could, each person or there could be a fund that is worked around for people to go to school, the least. Um, a person could actively contribute towards the upliftment of people. What I've done in the, the short space t- of time that I've been able to, I've been conscious of mentoring a number of people. Um, I've got a keen interest in the gender debate. I think, Rusang, you know the, the stuff. Um, and what I've looked at is we need to be active in this. It's not adequate for our average white people who are very privileged from apartheid days. And the privilege still remains. It will remain for a long time. Yeah. L- very long time. Um, but this is not limited to only white people. You have a growing middle class that is becoming quite desensitized on the um, condition of your 
average black person. Um, and you'll hear things like, yeah, but it's no longer that bad and, and, and all of this, you know. So I think all of us should actively engage, whether this means working with an NGO that seeks to uplift people who want to go to school, whether this means taking a child to school. Um, but the issue is active engagement, not this passive thing about, yeah, it's freedom. I'll just smile at a person. I'll just laugh at a person. I'll just engage with a person. That that doesn't really work for me. Um, the fact that we'll get into a bus together and then what? It's very very secondary. We need to all actively work on this. If the child, we need, we need to think about poor people from a point of view that says this is a human being. Under ideal conditions, if everything was okay in this country, this person would be living as I am living. Let's ask the question: Why is this person living like that? And that will be the premise for me. Ah, all right, man. I hear you. Uh, we've actually got a, a, a comment here from uh, WeChat from Jason Thorpe, and he says we should start with education. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> I'm I'm compelled to agree with him on that one because a lot of us, as 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 uh, t- taking it from. Um, a black person's perspective who grew up in Soweto and who was in Alex this past Saturday. Oh my God, that place. Anyway, um, you sound like a tourist, Jack. No, I, I, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, well, when, I, when it comes to, um, the, the living standard yeah. in Alex, I feel like there's so many people in such a small, confined place. Like, yeah. when you look at, uh, I was mentioning this to a friend of mine over the weekend, Jorge. It's, it's, it's very interesting when you look at the way Soweto and places like Alex are built because yep. in the space of maybe what, what would usually take up two or, uh, well, one yard in a, uh, well, not urban, but a more, um, upper class. Next to where we are right now. Yeah. Close to where <laughs> we are right now. Um, one yard here is, is close to three or five. Yeah. Uh, in, the neighborhood, like Kukasi type mm. thing. And because we live on top of one another that way, we have got so much more to deal with in terms of our day-to-day experience. And when you look at um, some of the things that are happening within the neighborhoods, your, your xenophobic attacks, uh, yeah. you know, I know this is an American term, but black-on-black violence, those kind of things. Yeah. When you put all of those things into the mix, how? what is the actual solution? What do we do moving forward? Because a lot of people... Um, have forgotten the, the whole notion of, uh, uh, the, the rainbow nation. Yes. You know, mm. what, if you, Komojo, were president of this country. Yeah. I know this is a, what you, uh, a pageant question. Yeah. But I, I really need to know, like, if you were the president of this country, what would your vision be? How would you actually tie all of these things together? Never mind. Let's, let's, let's push. Race out of it. Let's put we class. Out. I, I, I'm just saying though. Yeah. Like, how would you put it together moving forward? Um, there's a concept of local economic development. Um, so the structure of our our economy is essentially one where you have a lot of people going from koho le kohai back there at, at home. Um, they'll travel however long, and they'll get to the city where work is. Where the money is produced The premise for me is We need to decentralize um, The whole idea of where money is made Johannesburg as it is now I mean, The city of Johannesburg is very very problematic um, A whole lot of people 
what happened back then where the, the migrant labor system where people would go from go Eastern Cape, go Mozambique, go Kai and they'll they'll come to Johannesburg and that's where the money is. They'll live in this situation um where there's not enough for everyone and that so the concept still remains that this is where the money is. The premise for me is let's take factories, simply put. Um, you could have a number of factories in these townships, um, Kohai, wherever. You'll have factories, you'll have um, some forms of like fairly large um, businesses that will be able to have people going from home to work and back. This is in a space of about 10 minutes or something like that. Mm. This is where the money is produced. Other than that, the whole idea that you're going to go from here Go to that foul place, come back home. Essentially, that's what you're still remaining with. People from Alex will come to Senten. People from Atlantville will come to Pretoria, will come to Johannesburg. There's nothing happening in Kukuhai, you know. Mm. But, but uh, you know, Kumazo, on that, w- yeah. were townships built to carry large industry? I mean, uh, you've got you've got narrow roads. I mean, Alex. Yeah. Can, can you mm. imagine a factory in Alex? In all those roads and very narrow roads, the electricity was never was never meant to be sufficient for residential use, let alone industrial use. Uh, on top of that, we're load shedding half the time. Um, you know, were they were they ever built? I mean, we struggle just with basic. Uh, sewer issues and so on in the township. Yeah. Um, what makes you think that industry could survive in a place like that? I think if people set their minds to do something, they will definitely do it. Um, if you look at the train system, the recent um, how train, what you're looking at is in the middle of Santon. Santon is is not as spacious as you would like to have it. There's quite a bit of um, a whole lot of buildings that are together. Mm. But what you've managed to do is you've managed to dig such a tunnel to have the Khao train running underground. So if you go to the Santen um, station, yeah, Khao train, yeah. you'll, you'll go right down, down, down. Yeah. This did not disturb anything when you were building it. Engineers and also people went down, built it. The point I'm trying to make is if you set your mind to doing something, we can't use excuses around uh, townships were not built to do this. Townships were meant to be a dumping site for a whole lot of black people who were supposed to be um, uh, labor for, 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 for um, the White city. Mm. So I, I, I do not, I really do not agree with the, the idea that um, townships were not built to, 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 to be this. There are sites that you can find where you can build um, factories, you can build Places where people are able to work, um, people are able to make a living. I, I really do not go with the um, idea of um, townships being built for doing it. Just b- before I, I finish this part, I think an important part is, in as much as we know that townships were built to be a dumping site, we need to operate from that. Johannesburg was built for a few people, or any other city was built for a very small number of people. Do we say then that this place was built for a few uh, people and there needs to remain that few people? Or do we say we need to expand this? We need mm. to have buildings around this place being cognizant that these are meant for a whole lot of people. This is 52 million people. You have a 13% of this country or less that enjoyed those spaces. So now that we have 100%, do we leave this place as it is? 
it's a question. That great. So, so. Yeah, you you good to go. Good to Komozo. Go. Yeah. We know we have to say goodbye to you now. Uh, you've got other revolutionary things to do <laughs> on, on, on Freedom Day. Um, if you read from the sacred texts, they say not all who, not all who dress in dashikis and, uh, say Amandla Amandla will enter the promised land. Yes. W- what do you have to say about this, uh, all these revolutionaries that are, uh, have entered the fray and some call them yellow revolutionaries and so on. What, what do you have to say? Are these the people that are going to lead us to the promised land mm-hmm. or does wearing a dashiki, uh, somehow endow me with, uh, with, with revolutionary insight? It's a, I mean, the whole, that, that whole idea, the dashiki is, is, it's not as full as it, it, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear, uh, Shikis in a lot of cases. I used to have dreadlocks. Um, and I used to be considered this African guy and whatever. And it's a notion that I have steered away from. I do not disown my blackness. Mm. I love being a black human being. Um, and I'm saying human being because there's also the idea of being black and being a man that gives you a number of, uh, uh privileges in, in a lot of cases. So I, I don't think for me to talk left. Um, I mean, we have our leader, uh, who wears a lot of red things, um, who wore quite very expensive things. You know, he drives around in very nice things, got credit cards that run in the hundreds of thousands and, and, and all of that. And so, a very huge tax bill. Yeah. I mean, to, to, uh, totally <laughs> to talk about this stuff. The question is, what do you do when you get that power? And it, it's, it's always been difficult to measure that because when he was still in the, uh, other party, the ANC, um, he used to speak around these things, challenge all sorts of people, and then went to the EFF, still talks, um, those things, but this, this money business. So I, I really don't think that, um, to speak these things, to wear a dashik is as simple as, as it looks, that it gives you the right to be this person. I think it's a lot of work beyond the, the, the looks of it, you know. I could, it, I, I think I was mentioning this to, to, to someone just yesterday to say, uh, you know, there are people who tell ladies who wear, um, the weave, mm. uh, weave, kind of what's the difference between weave and wig? Are they, uh, 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 a weave is, 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 I'm Are not, you, I'm, I'm gonna no, try. Yeah, I'm no, not no. sure. A wig. I think a wig you just put on top whenever you feel like you can just yeah. throw it on and off, but yeah. a weave is actually, uh, sewn into your hair type thing, but it's not as easy to take off. Yeah, I think yeah. wigs are easier to take off. Weaves are there for a little bit longer. <laughs> I think that's the only difference I can think of. Yeah, totally. So the, the point I'm, I'm making is that there are people who have dreadlocks. I mean, think about it as you speak about the dashiki and all of that. That there are people who have dreadlocks. There are people who do not, um, straighten their hair. They don't do anything. We consider those people as the true or the natural black people, for example. Yeah. Um, and then you have people who put on weaves and then someone will be like, Oh, why don't you love yourself? Why don't you have your hair natural? Well, Brahu, Hugh, Bra mm. Hugh refuses to take a photo with girls who've got weaves, for example. I respect, I mean, uh, w- yeah. I respect that the human scale very much. I love his music. I love the stuff that he says, but I do not, um, 
agree as much with the, the the whole notion of the fact that I don't I won't take well it's a choice um he's much older than me I have to respect what 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 he's saying but my view is it's not as simple as that the idea of a weave cannot encompass the 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 the, the, the whole person mm. if I choose to have an earring um and you decide I mean don't aren't you reducing me to one small part of me Exactly I'm much bigger than that You know sure. A human being can be much bigger Than what they're wearing What they have on their hair On their tooth Or whatever You know You it's, have to be a lot more Than you your accessories yeah. You have to be I think in another setting We'd, we'd talk about <laughs> Patriarchal notion of notions of things A conversation which I've touched on With my well, dear friend here Komoto <laughs> I know I know you don't like uh, Keeping African time Of late You used to be good at it You, you hate it And I know that you have to You have to be somewhere else But yeah. I, I just have to ask this question So We've spoken about Freedom Day In the context of black and white You yeah. mentioned gender yeah. um, and, and there was also A gender imbalance uh, As a result of the past laws Yes um, How do we correct that? So f- From a black and white perspective You've mentioned things like uh, We need to see white people almost sharing resources um sharing knowledge and so on yeah how do we how do we help uh or how do men uh, get it into their heads that they were also privileged by the system of apartheid uh including black men like myself and jack and you we we, we benefited from apartheid yes so so in as much as we we say white people benefited we need to also acknowledge that we are beneficiaries of that system how do we move on from that and make sure that we instill a freedom uh, that on a gender basis? I know you're a gender activist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, first of all, there's an important point that you mentioned, Rory, um, that you need to acknowledge. There's little else that's as important as acknowledging. One of the most humbling moments was when I had a dialogue with a few students from um, the University of Johannesburg under the Bush Dialogues banner. Um, and the lady stood up and said, um, I was raised by parents who did not like the concept, who did not agree the, uh, with the concept of um, an inferior human being. But, uh, or rather, my, my grandparents did not agree with it. My parents... Uh, were a bit liberal. They were not as as active around that issue. When I went to school, um, I realized that it was not the case. I was taught that I was superior um, and uh, the other people are inferior. In that, she acknowledged that I was racist. For me, there's something very important. Men need to acknowledge that stuff first. Yeah. Um, and then when we acknowledge it, we will not uh, be talking about why do we have uh, quotas? Why do we say that um, this station here, um, rather Cliff Central, have to ha- has to have um, at least, uh, if it's four people, two of them should be women. Two of them should be men. Mm. We are sitting in here right now. There's three men. Um, there are a number of cases where you'll have, on average, men are a dominant group. The least we could do is to say, whatever show that we have, whatever business that we run, we need to have a certain number of uh, women. It does not mean to say that the results will be better or whatever, but it's a very important notion. When you say that there has to be this number of to some extent, it tells a young child from a rural area to say that, oh, there are a number of people like me. So it's fine, actually. I can mm. work towards being on Cliff Central. 
it's 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 just that view. I hear you. Cool stuff. Well, thanks a lot, Komutso, for for joining us this morning. Yeah. Um, uh, we know that you were you were worshiping whatever gods might be with libation <laughs> yesterday. Uh, so, so for you to wake up so early and to come and have a revolutionary conversation with yeah. us uh, is a great honor, man. Thank you so much, and have yourself a lovely day. Cliffcentral.com.